You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yes, sir. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Mama Momo will be joining us momentarily. LZ, Anthony Lynn, mm-hmm. the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, will be our guest here in just a moment. Laura will let us know when he's there, and Greg will let us know when he's there. Greg is in studio. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, being in studio, are, are you doing that to to feel like you could be? All right, stop, uh, stop, stop, George. Stop, 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 what? stop, 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 stop. You're trying what? to blow by the lead. I'm not going to let you do it. What's that? Happy mother bleeping birthday, homie! Well, thank Happy you. Happy birthday, <laughs> Sedano! <laughs> thank you. Come I, on, dog! I appreciate Come that. Come on, man! I, I was simply Happy just gonna. Happy birthday! I, thank you. I simply was just gonna ask Greg how much birthday dancing was there after uh, the video he posted last night. I, I may never dance again. <laughs> Are you like? Uh, well, technically, you didn't dance the first time. <laughs> oh I mean, that's man. Too. Oh man, is is that like your version of Careless Whisper? <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. <laughs> right. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Uh, so yes, uh, yes. Thank you. 43 years young. My wife asked me this morning, "How does it feel to be 43?" I said, "Not much different than 42, to be honest with you." Uh, however, oh, well, give give it time. Give it time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, listen, 42 <laughs> didn't feel so great in the sense of like I threw out my back a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting old. That sucks. You know, it's not fun. It does suck. Yeah, got to do things you know, differently. Blip. Hit me up when you sneeze and throw your back out. Then we'll be brothers. Well, listen, I threw my back out, and maybe Coach Lynn can uh, can help us out with this. Coach Anthony Lynn of the Chargers uh, joining us here now on Sedano and LZ. Coach, I, I'm 43 today, and I was telling LZ and the guys uh, that, you know, at this stage of my life, past 40, Crazy things have happened to me. I throw out my back doing little things like just picking up one of my kids' toys. Like life is a lot different after forty. Nobody warned me about this, Coach. <laughs> Man, I, I, I thought forty was a new thirty. <laughs> so did I. Somebody uh, lied. You know, you know who says <laughs> that stuff? Anyway. Somebody who just turned forty. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was somebody who didn't turn forty who made that up for sure. Uh, but, but anyway, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, it is a busy time for you uh, and the team. I guess we'll start here, which is how different, how wild has this whole thing been? Considering you're dealing with the pandemic, you've got TV cameras around with hard knocks. Like, how strange is all of this for you? Man, it's been exactly what we talked about. But you know, when you had when you haven't experienced it, going through it, it's. it's I mean, it's crazy. It's, every day is different. And, and, and we try to prepare everyone for that by saying we're going to have to adapt and change each and every day. But uh, now that we're actually going through the process, it has been uh, exhausting. I'm not going to lie. You know, there's some days where I don't even get, I don't get a workout in, but I feel like I've been in a tour days or something. But, you know, just dealing with the pandemic, all the protocols, you know, then just coaching a football team. And then this, you know, then this, this civil unrest is very, uh, you know, it's some hard times, very emotional. And so uh, it's, 
it's been a challenge, but you know what? Everybody's going through the same challenge, and uh, and someone's going to figure out how to win football games in these situations, and, and it might as well be us. Uh, Coach, not to make light of the situation, but you yourself uh, contracted the Rona, and I'm just curious as to that timeline, as to you know when it, what did you discover, what did you experience, and then you know just can you walk us through quickly through that process for yourself to the point yeah, that you, you know, rebuild it to the team. Uh, uh, you know the reason why I told my team in the first place is because. It, you know, these protocols that we have are so important, and and I and I believe the team that is the most disciplined with these protocols, they're going to have a competitive advantage, and and I just wanted guys to know that you cannot be too careful, you know, and you can't let your guards down because I was very, I took this virus very seriously, you know, I was a guy that my kids made fun of because I had a sanitizer bottle tied to my front belt loop, you know, and wore gloves and masks all the time, and and I still got it, you know, and and I didn't know I had it until I was watching. Watching a, a traveler's golf event on TV, and one of the golfers after the first day pulled out. He had a hell of a day, and he pulled out. You know, he said he had some back soreness, he couldn't get comfortable in his bed, and felt a little tired. So he just he went and got tested. He's positive, you know. And I was there in Texas, and I was going to see my mother, and and I just didn't want to see her until you know I wouldn't have the peace of mind to go see her until I got tested. Never in a hundred years thought I had it, but I just wanted to be careful, and. Uh, yeah, I had it. You know, I did a rapid test, and an hour later, they told me I was positive, and and that was uh, I got to tell you, having this on the road is a whole other deal too. You know, when when you're at home, you can go home and self quarantine and stay away from people, but when you're on the road, you're not home. I can't go to my mother's. I can't go to my kids. You know, I'm I'm stuck in a hotel room, and I don't come out of the hotel room for four days because I don't want to see anyone because I'm worried about who I might infect. And after a while, the general manager called and said, we had to clean your room in four days, sir. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, you know, it's just, it's so, that was so unsettling. So I just got my rental car and I just drove 21 hours straight back to California. <laughs> wow. What was you that know, trip like? You drove nonstop? Yeah. What was that I like, coach? Nonstop. I, I didn't tell no one because I didn't want people trying to talk me out of it, you know, and I knew. You know, people say, "Well, what if you get what if you get worse? What if you get sick?" You know, to, to me, doing I just had to do something. I was better than doing nothing, and I didn't want to stay on that property anymore. You know, it's, it's you know nice property there in Dallas, and there was a lot of people there because everyone was using it as a staycation. So I would have felt really bad if I, you know, got into came in touch with someone there. But uh, I just got in the car and just drove home. I got four a.m. in the morning, woke up, and I just drove straight home, man. And I, I, I stopped four times for gas, and that was it. Now, not to put your business in the streets, Coach, but you have some really good tequila at your crib that we had an opportunity to partake. Uh, do you have your taste buds back? Can you Absolutely. taste that fine tequila? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I never, I never lost my taste. I never had a fever. I just had about three or four days of, like, I felt like I had a bad flu. And, 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 and I was over it after that, you know? But I, I never lost my taste, never had a temperature or anything. So... Uh, that tequila tastes just fine when I got home. <laughs> well, then that's all that matters if that's the case. Uh, Coach, what, you know, how would you best describe, um, as we switch here to football, um, just the gut punch that is losing Derwin James again? Uh, that's, you can't describe that, you know. <laughs> we were so excited. Uh, it, you know, to see him out on the field and, and and just the passion that he brings to the game, 
you know, because you know, it was hard for him to sit out last year. But to see him, you know, rehab, come back even better shape than he was last year. I mean, this guy, I mean, you, I mean he has 10, 10 abs, you know. You can count everyone on his body. He eats right, you know, he sleeps right. Uh, he treats people the right way. I mean, he, he he just does everything right. I'm so impressed with him, you know, as as a young man, and and for him to have to go through this back to back years, it, it is hard. I'm gonna say, yeah, there there are no words for it. And I, you know, I I went to his home and we just sat down and visited, and, and that's nothing I could say to make him feel better. And you know, but time time heals everything, and he's a strong human being, and I know he's gonna bounce back, and and he'll be even better, you know. But uh, just to have another non-contact injury that ends your season, you know, it's, it's hard to deal with right now. You know, I, I left him with a verse in that, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, you know, uh, you know lean not on your understanding, but trust in the Lord in all your ways. And and, uh, and I know that helped me get through a tough time when I had a lot of questions. But, uh, you know, pe- people that don't understand how important this game is to DJ, I mean, it's just uh, it's, it was devastating. But uh, but he's going to be okay. Um, coach, I'm going to do the one thing that coaches hate when the media does, which is parse their language, parse their statements. Your first four words, Taylor is our starter. That sounds pretty damn good. It's the <laughs> next two words I'm going to ask you about. Right now. What does that mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you, you said you it. Down, <laughs> you broke it down like that. <laughs> He's not doing you any favors, Coach. That's no, for sure. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with the first four words. You know, he's, uh, he, he's earned the job. I mean, he he was heck of a uh, backup last year. I feel like if we had to go to him last year, we could have him won games. You know, and this year he's a starter. Um, uh, my experience with him, well, you know, it was was very positive. And, uh, you know, he's very familiar with what I want to do right now. And so, uh, no, he, he is our starter. You know, and that's, and, you know, without a training, without preseason games and everything, yes, you know, uh, it, the competition wasn't what it could have, could have been. But, you know, we're very comfortable with Tyra as a starter and leader on this football team. How – and a co- Coach Anthony Lynn of the Chargers with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN – how much easier does the does the transition or is the transition with Terod Taylor because of your familiarity with him from his days in Buffalo? Oh, it was it was, uh, it was much easier than you know than bringing someone in that you know you hadn't worked with before. But uh, so, so yeah, it was no doubt it was easier. Um, what have you learned from your rookie quarterback during this process? Well, he's a tireless worker. He is sharp, uh, big arm. You know, some of the throws he makes makes you makes you shake your head in practice. You know, he's he has that talent, that arm strength that you're looking for. Uh, uh, speed of this game, you know, it's like all rookie quarterbacks who come in here, and the speed of this game is night and day difference. You know, there's 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 a jump when you go from high school to college, but then when you go from college to the NFL, that jump magnifies by ten times. Uh, and, you know, going through it myself, I, I certainly understand that. He, you don't want to throw a guy in there before he's ready. Um, you know, he gets, he gets he gets beat up by you guys, and and then sometimes these young cats they never they, they never recover. And so, uh, you know, we're gonna put him on the field when we feel like he's ready to go. You know, we drafted him at six for a reason, but but right now, you know, that, that's gonna be Tyrod Taylor. 
Coach Lynn, how much easier, and everybody's process is different as a head coach, but how much easier is it to have your players relate to you and, and respect uh, you in the room? And, you know, you've been there now a couple years, right? Simply based on the fact that you understand what they go through on a daily basis. You played in the league for seven years. How much does that make your job easier? Yeah, I don't know if it makes my job easier. I, I do know that when you know NFL is a small fraternity, you know, and, and and they know you've been in their shoes, you've been in these training camps, you've had these tour days, you know, you've you've won championships. They understand all that, and and yes, you have them initially, but uh, if you don't help them. You know, they'll tune you out like anybody else. So you better figure out a way to help your team improve and help players individually improve, or it doesn't matter who you are, you know, they will tune you out. How difficult are you anticipated being going into a stadium without any fans? You know, it's going to be different because even when you go play on the road and – and, and you know you you don't have any fans. Most you know you may have a few, but you're on the road. Most of the time it's home home field advantage for that team. It, it's still fans. It's still noise. It's still people cheering. It's still people booing. You know I know for me as a player, I always I always feel like uh, I play better in hostile environments. You know when it's when I feel like my back was against the wall and and all I had was my teammates. You know that that that's kind of that that geeked me up a little bit, but you don't have any of that. So, you know, I know they say 81% of the people in the world are, are externally motivated, but I hope that 19%, we can help that 19% with us because you're going to have to be internally motivated. You got to lean on each other and yourself. Yeah. Well, let's hope that Joey Boza is on the right side of that percentage. And let's hope, look, that Patrick Mahomes is not, right? You got to face that guy <laughs> twice a year, right? Like, I don't care if there's fans or not. What is it going to be like to, to face that young man as he continues to get better? You know what? Well, he's he's a heck of a player, and, uh, you know, you don't really stop Patrick, but you got to slow him down enough, you know. But uh, all the one I'm worried about right now is Joe Burrow. You know, that, that young man is extremely talented and gifted. And, uh, you know, we're not having any preseason games, not having any idea you know, what they're doing with him, because you can do a lot of things with him. He's not just a pocket passer. This young man is, he's very mobile. He's tough. And so uh, that's the only quarterback I can think about right now, to be honest with you. Uh, Coach, just real quick, as you know, it is George Sedano's birthday, but it's also Keanu Reeves' birthday today, too. If your life depended on it, (laughs) who would you trust more? Keanu Reeves as John Wick or Sedano as Sedano. Hey, man, I got to go with George. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. That's there what I'm talking go. about. There you, know, you go. There you go. That's my guy, Coach Lynn. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Keanu Reeves ain't here talking to you. I am. Exactly. You know? So, well, listen, Coach. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you for always making time for us. We certainly appreciate it. Glad you're healthy and safe. We will talk to you soon, and best of luck, okay? My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, All right. Bye-bye. Take care. There he is, Coach Anthony Thanks, Coach. Lynn. Joining us here on Sedano and LC. Uh, listen, man. You and, you and John Wick, baby. You yeah. And John Wick. I can be in the Matrix reboot if you want me to. You know, I mean, I got all, if you give me all those special effects, I can do what Keanu did. Oh, oh Laura says it's Mark Harmon's birthday, too. Oh, look at that. It's a very, uh, it's a big birthday day. 
Um, yeah. Who knew? I guess there weren't any. Guess there, guess there weren't any women born today. There's only only celebrity men. Selma Hayek. Oh my girl, Latina. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Fools rush in. That's not bad. Yeah. So anyway, uh, is Cat Williams' birthday too? Oh get, hell. This oh, wow. be a Brandon holiday. Ingram. Me and me and Bi. Yeah, that's true. There is the. It's on the rundown. Laura is right. She's uh, Laura. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, girl. My, she puts my bad. it on the rundown. I like how she get, I love how you tell people what you just said to us. How you said, why do we not look at the rundown? Say it exactly the way you just said it. I said, don't y'all look at the rundown. <laughs> See, that's exact. That's why we love you. Because that's that's what you, LZ and I need. Someone to smack us around a little bit and be like, yo, the hell? I put effort into this damn thing. Uh, so anyway, uh, we appreciate. All right. So coming up next, we're going to break for 90 seconds. Uh, Mama Momo's going to join us for the rest of the show. We got a lot of basketball to talk about, obviously. Uh, we got a game seven. We'll get into that. Who do you trust? Who do you want to see if you're a Lakers fan? Dial it up, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Mama Momo will join us in 90 seconds. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. You know, I'm really good. Um, it's it's like the last. I'm most excellent, dude. <laughs> hey, here you go. As okay. the only person on this on this radio show right now who has already seen Bill and Ted Three, I can tell you for real that I am most excellent. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, it was good. I- yeah, it was good. It was like what I want. It's exa- It's what you want it to be, right? As a child of the '90s watched both of those movies before and like thought it was fun and thought whoa they're pretty old to be doing a remake of this how is that gonna play like i wasn't yeah. sure how it was gonna play but it, it it works they they figured it out it was good okay good, good. Like i'm it. glad because i was a little worried about it lz and i were a little worried because uh keanu looked what did you say keanu they looked look- like lz bloated yeah, yeah he does look he looks a little bloated yeah yeah, yeah. Bloated. They, they do a good thing with like their daughters they have like a, a a next generation thing come along with their daughters. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's kind of. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm more excited to see that than the, the New Jack City. I'll tell you that. So. There's a remake mm. of New Jack City coming out. Wow. They're rebooting New Jack City. Yeah. Who's gonna be Nino as as Brown? It, my face was. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. See, I don't know, man. Wesley Snipes was uh, is always going to be Nino Brown to me. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know how I feel about this. And my, my brother's keeper. Now you got to be all PC about it. And my bro- my brothers or sisters or my performing <laughs> siblings. You know, it's That's like true. yeah, it's too much, man. It's too much. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, you know what's not funny? Well, maybe what? depends on how you feel. Is uh okay, tonight's game seven is not a normal game seven. Because basically, if you are a hot take artist, 
you there is this is a no lose scenario. It is a win 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 all the way around, and I'll explain mm. why. Uh, clearly, the best two words mm-hmm. in sports: Game Seven. We have it again. We had a Game Seven yesterday. Over three million people uh, watched it on ABC, three point three to be exact. Um, but what I would say is that you have a guy in Chris Paul, right? Who people are like, ah, he's good, but he never gets far enough. Uh, you have James Harden, who clearly does not perform well in Game 7s. We've seen those scenarios play out before. We've got a, a Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey situation, right? Where people are like, ah, they're overrated. Morey overrated. D'Antoni overrated. So it's like if you are a hot take artist or if you are a hater, this is your dream matchup because there is not a losing scenario for you. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, like watching this series is so – it's like watching this like really bad breakup in slow motion, right? Like, yeah. like Chris Paul's like kind of like too proud to, to say it directly, but like you know he and James Harden have feelings, right? Right? They That, that was the bad breakup. Russell Westbrook kind of had a bad breakup with OKC even though they left – they they left on fairly good terms. He still had to want out of Oklahoma City after all of that. that. That's that's not great. And the Rockets literally gave up two first round picks to get rid of Chris Paul. Right. So if Chris if Chris Paul goes and beats them after they just gave up two first round picks to get rid of him, right? Oof, oof, yeah. that is going to sting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. See, Two first rounds, and by the way, won. yeah. And, well, Chris Paul has I already been like vindicated. Already is that fair? Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll I mean, agree with you there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, he has. And you know, whether they win or lose, you know, tonight's game, the simple fact that he took a team that many assumed was going to be a lottery bottom feeder and mm-hmm. forced a game seven against his former employer. I mean, I know that he's too old and proud for moral victories. But he made that entire franchise sweat. And sometimes that's just as good. I mean, when I did, when when Chris was in Houston, I was on that train of thinking he had one of the worst contracts in the league. Like, I, I will own that. We all thought, no, but who wants to take on that contract? Like, I remember thinking Houston got a steal, that they actually got something for Chris Paul. Like, they didn't right. have to, like, give up a whole bunch to, to trade him. Um, and not only has he played great, he's, you know, he's beating them. And, and I, I mean, George, I don't know where you landed on it, but I tossed him an MVP vote. I mean, not number one on my list, but he was a no. top. No, I, think it's, I, think I had I put him three. Fifth. I had him yeah. third. Yeah, yeah, I voted I, him third. Yeah, j- Totally justifiable. I mean, just in terms of the way he embraced this challenge um, of – of having to go live in Oklahoma City, go back to where he had actually started his NBA career. People forget that, his first years in the league. Yeah. He was with the Pelicans, but they had been relocated to Oklahoma City at the time. Um, and he you know, just embraces that. He had to live apart from his family all year um, and just you know, takes that team to become just an all-star again. I mean, remember, remember him dunking in the all-star game? Yeah. And that's, that's not something you see somebody do at his age – after the amount of miles that have already been put on him. And I, I like, I just thought the whole way he handled it, the way he elevated that team. And, and now, man, if I could, if we could include everything he's done for the league in terms of, um, in terms of getting us, getting the bubble started and back on track and then saving the bubble last week, that's a, that's a whole extra set of MVP votes you can give him. You know, I would even add in, you know, because 
I don't know if you noticed or not, Ramona, but mm. I'm not incredibly high on, on Daramore. Like, I think he's fine, but I think mm-hmm. he also has done a great deal of, head, of things he's done that makes you want to scratch your head. I would toss in Carmelo Anthony with that yeah. as well to jettison mm-hmm. CP3 and Melo, seeing what they both were able to do in the bubble, but even before the bubble, I'm just like going, you know, dude, you keep moving all the pieces around. Maybe it's the piece you want re- that you refuse to let go. That's the issue, mm. and not all the other pieces that's around them. Momo, let me jump in real quick. Mm. Let me ask you this because my my understanding, and you would know way more about this yeah. stuff, obviously, is that the I feel like the Carmelo thing was more a Mike D'Antoni thing. And I definitely mm-hmm. feel like the James Harden thing, or excuse me, the Chris Paul thing was a James Harden thing. It was Daryl appeasing his people, I think. I'm not saying he wasn't in on it. I'm just saying that I feel like the driving forces for those two individual moves were those two people. Is that fair? I, yeah, I agree with that. I think I think Daryl was the driving force be, behind the Rockets getting Carmelo Anthony, going to get him, trading for him. Um, because he had, remember, he had recruited him as a free agent a couple of years ago. Right. He always believed that Mello could work at that, in that stretch four position that, um, you know, that Chris Bosch had run so well in, uh, in Miami. He always believed Mello could do that. And so it's really, it, he just kind of forced it upon Mike D'Antoni. I mean, there's no way Mike D'Antoni wanted another Carmelo Anthony reunion after what happened in New York. After their experiences right. yeah. in New York together. I mean, Carmelo got him fired. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, and Mike said all the right things, you know, but he, he was really just going along with that. So I, I can't imagine. Um, yeah, that was, that was essentially, it just wasn't working out. I don't, I don't think James and CP had Mellow's back on that part either. Cause if they would have felt all that strongly, I think it would have maybe gone a little differently, but um but yeah, that didn't work out. There's, there's just, you know, the Rockets just have a certain system and beliefs that they've been trying to make work, and it's, it all hinges upon: is can can James Harden be your best player? Can he be your guy? And I don't know. I mean, he took him, he took him to a game seven, but just you know, kind of fell apart in the end of that game. Um, can his can his style can can what he does? Can he win it? It's maybe you know maybe it's not about the the pieces around him, but maybe it's more a referendum on him. I don't you know I think that's what Houston has to look at this year, um, depending on I mean, how they, this game ends. That's, that's what I was alluding to in the sense mm-hmm. of you keep moving all the pieces around. Maybe it's the piece you you are trying to hold on to. That's the issue. And well, well he didn't want James the ball. LZ. Is a fantastic. Like well, you and I, I talked I about yesterday. Say, I think James yeah. Harden, yeah. I think he's a fantastic offensive player, but to Momo's point, can he be your number one guy? I don't think that, uh, you know, Jokic can be the number one guy to lead a championship, and I don't believe that James Harden can be the number one guy to lead to a championship, despite their great play, despite their contract, and despite the way that they're marketed by the mass media. Um, I don't believe they're in that tier of – championship building blocks there are pieces to a championship i don't think you Mm -hmm. build your team around them yeah all right coming up next uh who do you want to see if you're lakers fan tonight game seven rockets thunders 877-710-ESPN rockets thunder excuse me 877-710-ESPN uh coming up next an nfl player goes drago on us i'll explain what that means in just a second we will be back in two minutes mama momo will be hanging out 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Cha-cha-cha. Are we going to do it in Spanish, so too? Ha- Feliz cumpleaños. What has Kales done for you? What has Kales done for you? Uh, what is she, she got me a cake. Uh, she got a nice bottle of wine for tonight. Um, she's making me one of my favorite meals, chicken parmesan. Mm, uh, right. What else? Mm, what else? What else? Okay. What else? Uh, the kids have relatively uh, not bothered me today. She has handled mostly uh, <laughs> the children. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's been a good day for the most part. Yeah. And now we're here having fun. So, uh, it has been a good day, by the way, speaking of a good day, streaming September 4th, two days from now, Disney's new movie Mulan available to Disney plus subscribers who unlock their premier access. LZ, you had an interesting question, um, before the show, which is what Disney movie should get the next live action treatment. We've seen the lion King. Now we're getting Mulan. Where do they, where should they go next? They should go Coco. Ooh. Now it's time for Coco. Yeah, I like you that. Know, it's, I, I know it's I know it's yeah. young. Yeah, you know, but I think I think we need that kind of warmth right now. Yeah, and by the way, you while know, we're at it, if we're, use that. if we're gonna do Coco, um, can we also, you know, mm-hmm. since we're making a, a plea for the Hispanic community, can we also get um, just a month for Hispanic heritage, not like two weeks in September and two weeks? That's in October. all you get. Yeah, you get two weeks in September and two weeks in October. It's still a month, but it's actually spread out from like September 15th to October 15th. Can can we just get September? No, you know what? I'm going to help you out, George. Okay. We have a we got a committee meeting coming up next week. We used to meet in person, (laughs) but now it's all over Zoom. Right. I'm going to propose to the committee that we do a trade. You guys get messed up February, but you can have the entire month. Right. It's February. Right. And we'll take your broken up full month. Yeah, I, I'm okay oh, with that. Oh, wow. Why is February so messed up? I don't understand. You only get 28 days. Well, you get 28 days. Yeah, but it's, get, I'd rather have 28, 28 like, days and, in a one month. No, but see, it's 28 days and they made it February so we wouldn't march in the streets. So see, it was cold. a double whim. You got to watch him, George. You got to watch cold. It's too cold. Got to watch him, George. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I started looking up like September, and I feel like there should be no reason that Hispanic Heritage Month should not be the entire month of September. So so what's in the first two weeks in September? Anything? Is it just uh, vacant? I don't know. Hold on. Let it's me like see. Labor Are we supposed Day. to be celebrating I mean, something? The, it's Labor Day. I think that's probably why, and it's like back to school. So probably like Mexican independence wanna... is also in September, right? What day? What day? Laura, what day is it? Oh, okay, I can look it up. But I yeah, know see, it's in September. You know there's a lot like? of there's a lot of Latino countries that have their Independence Day in September. A bunch of them. So and Jews have we have our Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is usually sometime in September, October ish, but it moves around a lot. Yeah. September sixteenth is Mexican Independence Day. So hmm. there you go. I wonder why you didn't get the full month. That's kind of it yeah, is weird. That's right? kind of weird. Is it based yeah. on the lunar calendar? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it might be. You never know. But can, you know what can it feels we... like? It feels like an end cap purchase. You know right. what those are? What's when that? You, when you're standing in line, 
end yep. caps are the stuff they put on the end of the, the little cash out line. You yeah. get ready to cash out of a grocery store and you grab stuff at the last minute. Did they throw in, make you guys like a, a end cap month? <laughs> They're like, oh, said, damn, oh, that's right. We forgot. We got to right. hook them exactly. up. Yeah, it does feel that way. Momo, uh, is there a live action movie that, or Disney movie should get the live action treatment next, in your opinion? Disney movie that should get. I mean, I. Like you could go Toy Story, right? Like that would work. Um, I don't know if I don't think I don't think the Little Mermaid would work, right? I don't think you could They've pull that off. They've already done that with Tom Hanks already. Yeah. yeah. They did live action with Little with Little Mermaid. No, not yeah, Little was Mermaid. That, that, it wasn't Little Mermaid. But oh, they did Splash. That's <laughs> right. what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the eighties. Can I do that? Yeah. Starfish and Coffee, which is a great Prince song, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> said live action Ratatouille. Ooh, Ratatouille. Okay. That? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know about the live action. I like animated things. You know, like I saw the Lion King live action. That was okay. But, you know, I, I just like it. It was just okay. Yeah. It was okay. But Mulan looks hyped as hell. Yeah. Mulan, Mulan looks, looks cool. fantastic. It does look great. Um, not so great is the look for Kirk Cousins. Um, so. Have you guys seen this story about Kirk uh -huh. Cousins? So he did the uh, Kyle Brandt podcast. Um, I think it's for The Ringer. I want to. I, I, I believe so. And basically, he was asked about the coronavirus, um, and he was. It was on Spotify's Ten Questions with Kyle Brandt, which I believe is a Ringer podcast. And he was asked the question about the coronavirus in the Ten Questions, and. Basically, what he said was that it was survival of the fittest. Uh, everyone's entitled to their own approach, uh, you know, but he's at peace with it. And if he dies, he dies. And I was Ooh. like, yo. And he kind of made this comment about masks, too, which was kind of whack. Um, and, and look, man, the one thing I feel like about this stuff is the science is the science. Like, we shouldn't be sitting here, um, you know, arguing about science, okay? And... And I do feel like it's kind of selfish, right, for a guy. And I know that from a football perspective, football fans probably eat this up and be like, yeah, that's my quarterback. He's willing to die on the field if he has to. <laughs> but, I, but I look at it as it's selfish because, yeah, man, you, what about everyone else who's around you? What about your family, dude? You got like a wife and kids. Like what do you mean if you die, you die? Like what the hell, are you, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, people get all brave about this thing. And it's like – or you could just wear a mask, right? You know, yeah. Like, or you could just not he, get he it. Does, no, he does. He does wear a mask. You know, like I know the headline makes it sound no, he really, does. Really bad. And yeah, he's, and and but he said that he does wear a mask, but only out, out of, of consideration, but not people. because not because right, he believes right. it actually works. Right, but out of respect for other people, which is fine. I actually thought it was more egregious that he wanted to spend money to have Creed play for him than the comments about the mask. <laughs> the so he idea did... that he investigated, he wanted to book Creed for a private party. That to me is way more offensive. Yeah, it's been a way long time more. since Creed has been actually good. So I, I would agree with you, LZ. That is fairly offensive, too. Uh, he did clarify his comments by saying what I was trying to say back then. Admittedly, I probably wasn't as clear as I would have liked to have been. But what I wanted to say then was uh, what I would uh, what I would echo again now is that while the virus does not give me a great amount of personal fear, there's still great reason for me to engage in wearing a mask. Uh, he cleared it up on the back. Man, stop. 
and and Man, social stop. distancing and wash my hands frequently as I can. I'm <laughs> uh, following protocols that have been set in place, obviously to be respectful and considerate of other people, which is very important. But then also to be available for all 16 games this fall, because as the protocol is set up, if a player were to test positive, they would be potentially out of a game or games. Look, I, <sighs> I mean, I think it's one of these things that this is why young people think it's okay to go to college and just go to parties, etc. Like. I think there's this sense of like, if I die, I die, you know, I got to live my life. Right. Like, and they, they kind of know that they're not in that age group. That's very likely to die from this. Like, right. Yeah. Some people get really unlucky and get a weird complication or they have some preexisting condition they didn't realize, but you know, most young people who get this are going to be fine. Right. Uh, but I, I think it's more a fatigue. Like we we're all kind of to the stage where we're like over this already. We're like, Oh, okay. This quarantine thing, you know, ready for the, ready for this to be over. Right. Like everybody's a little, like we've been at this for what, five, six months now. And you get that you get a little, like, you're just annoyed that this is still our lives and this is still our reality. And I think young people have the luxury of saying things like that. But the, the problem with this virus is like the virus doesn't care if you're tired of it. <laughs> like you're still going to get sick if you don't take it seriously. And I think that's, it's just a, I don't know. It's just a bad example to set for everybody listening. Cause that's, this is what we need to worry about. Coming back to the fall, all the schools coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you wholeheartedly, but he went Drago. If he dies, he dies, I know. you know, from like Rocky four, except he did a reverse Drago. He did it on himself instead of yeah. a, on Apollo. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's very, very strange. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Are the Clippers the bubble villains? Yes. Laura clearly already has a take ready for this segment. We will have that for you in a minute. <laughs> now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it's Momo Day. It's Booty Day. Do you think I can still rock out to this when I'm 46? What do you think? Yeah, why not? What the hell? <laughs> You guys are laughing at me. I think 46 is your next significant birthday because once you hit 45, you're no longer in your early 40s. Like er, You keep oh. holding on to those early 40s. But then yeah. once you pass 46, then you're like ooh, closer to 50. So I, for my fi I am not a birthday person because yeah. my birthday, generally as a kid growing up, was always around Labor Day. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, people on vacation or whatever. So it was usually just yeah. like a small thing with like my neighbors and stuff, like my the kids that grew yeah. up in my neighborhood. Um, just, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of money back then, so we didn't have to, like, you know, vacations were literally for the summer, not like Labor Day. It'd be like, yo, dad's got to work on Labor Day, so we got to deal with it. <laughs> you you want to <laughs> do something, you're doing it at the house. Um, so – that, so my thing is, like, I told my wife, I said, uh, I do want to do, like, a big birthday for 50. Because I do feel like 50 is a big milestone. Yeah. Now, clearly, I'm seven years away still. But I want to do something wild. Like, get, get go to, like, a destination. Like, do, like, an island wedding. Or not wedding. An island party somewhere. Like, in, like, the Dominican Republic or Bali or something. Yeah. But yeah, then I you're, I mean, you're. I already made. What's that? 
I got my fifty. I got my fifty-year-old plans already made. What's that? First of all, well, in the months leading up to my fiftieth, I'm cutting out all alcohol. Oh, I'm getting super shredded, and I'm and I'm taking a bunch of nudes. <laughs> bunch of new photos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only getting like in the best shape I possibly can, and then just memorialize, you know, my accomplishment. And then I'm going back to Africa, literally. I'm going oh. back to where my people came from. That's the plan. And okay. what are you gonna do? That's like a whole continent. Like, what are you gonna? No, you know, the 23andMe chromosome test, specifically which region of the continent that. It, that my family okay. originated from, and I'm going to go and visit. So I have a 23andMe pack. I haven't sent it in. I've been uh, I've been meaning to do that. I've had it for a while. Have you done it, LZ? You should, I haven't done it yet. That's oh. that's the that's that's the whole thing. Like I, you know, I've obviously you know I've traveled internationally like a lot, but I I've always wanted to save going back to the motherland until I knew exactly where you know, my family originated from because that was the, the country I wanted to go to. And then I wanted to be like, what's up, auntie? Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Find some family members or something. Hey, you guys remember me? We were like snatched like five years ago. <laughs> it's been so long. How are you? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, okay. that's the plan. Uh, that the plan. I, uh, Laura just texted me. Go ahead, Laura. Tell people where you want, where you think I should go. Punta Cana. I went I've for my been there, 30th uh, birthday. In the Dominican Republic. I have mm -hmm. been there. One of my friends got married there in a uh, destination wedding many, many years ago. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm all in on something like that. It's also very cheap, to be honest with you, to go to the Dominican Republic. It is. It is. It, yeah. it, is. it is. But I would say the prostitution is very aggressive, so be careful. <laughs> Ooh. It is aggressive, yes. <laughs> it's aggressive. Like, they went after, like, they went after my son, who at the time I think might have been like 13. I was like, Dang. yo! Yo, the price you're saying is way too high for a 13-year-old. How dare you? <laughs> it, it is. Uh, you know, the Latin American countries, uh, you know, they, different rules is what I would say. Different rules. Different oh, rules. I like that. Different rules. Different rules, for sure. Uh, all right. So are the Clippers the bubble villains? Marcus Morris fined $35,000. Luka Doncic fined fifteen for his altercation. Uh, with the with each other, obviously, but between the Morris stuff, which seemed like it was a lot, uh, with Pat Beverly not even playing in games, jawing with everyone. LZ, we'll start with you. Are the Clippers the bubble villains right now? No, I don't think there's a villain team in the bubble. Hmm. I don't think there's a team there that has enough hate among NBA basketball fans to want them to be villains. You know, in order to be a villain, you got to have, like, enough people who are basketball fans that talk about you and hate you. And I don't think the Clippers have that. You know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't think particularly, Dang. you know, when you talk about what? I mean, he's not wrong about that, that part. That is, like, so cold, LZ. You're like, they don't even care enough about them to hate them. Like, I mean, that's like... Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, I mean, but it, it's... I mean, because think about the villains that we do know. Their level of hate yeah. resonated way beyond the regions where their teams are based. True. Yeah, I, I don't I think the Clippers are hated like that. Yeah, listen, I, I think LZ's right to an extent, right? Like, I, I pr look, I covered the team that I think was the biggest villain in recent memory. Okay, um, when LeBron left Cleveland after the decision. Okay, mm -hmm. I've never seen hate like that. Okay, I that game in Cleveland. 
I don't think I will ever see anything that resembles like that at a professional sporting event. Um, the signs, the ones that made television were tame, okay? Uh, I saw ones that were taken away that were way worse. Yeah. Uh, they threw batteries at their bench. Uh, I mean, it was like being in the seventh level of hell. Yeah, uh, I mean, Oklahoma City, what, that was there for the really? game where Kevin Durant came back. That was a big one. And everybody wore the cupcake mm -hmm. things. And I yeah. saw these dudes outside. These dudes literally showed up to the game with a giant python. Like, to be like, he's a snake. And I'm like, they're not going to let you bring the snake in the arena. Like, yeah, dude, sorry. No live doing? snakes in the arena. Yes. <laughs> live snake. I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Um, but that was that was intense. And you know who else is like, who? I think the way you achieve villain status is not by getting, like, fined or rejected. It's by doing, like, the Zaza Pachulia on Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yeah. Like, that's how you achieve, like, true villain status. Like, you're... You're like, if Marcus Morris would have, like, actually hurt Doncic. Right. Like, if Doncic was, like, out for a while, yeah. that would have been villain status. But in the first round where, like, Doncic was fine, you know, yeah. I don't know. You don't quite get there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because yeah. um, Pachulia was a villain for a while, George. Yeah, he was. He was for sure. Yeah. Um, but beloved by his fan base yeah. for it, you know, for a number of reasons. Um, LZ, let's open it up to the phones. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, I feel like the audience here will have uh, some thoughts on are the Clippers the bubble villains? Do they not have enough? What was How, how would you surmise your last take about the Clippers? In order to really be a villain, you need to resonate throughout – NBA culture without basketball culture like people playing pickup basketball would just say your name and say they hate you right I, I don't that. think you know they have that okay we'll open it up 877-710-ESPN 877-710-3776 uh, coming up next what you need to know and of course game seven Rockets Thunder call us up who you got why do you got them why do you want them and we have a specific Game 7 question that I'm going to get to in just a moment. Uh, Momo hanging out today on a Wednesday. Sedano and LZ back in two minutes.